to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. And I'm Czar. All right, man. It has been a little while since I've seen you, and a few things have happened. It was my birthday recently. Yeah. Happy 420 JP birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's funny because my buddy, our buddy Dalton Smith, he reached out to me and was like, happy birthday. I don't know. Too many awful things about your birthday. Too many tragedy. And I'm like, which one are you referring to? Columbine? Hitler's birthday? Uh, which, which one? <laughs> not a lot of people know that all of that shady shit happened on 420. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a very interesting day. It is. It's kind of an interesting day all around. It's it's crazy. I don't know if it's rude to say this, but I had a good day. That day. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I had a I had a pretty good 420 as well. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I did. I did have a good 420. Yeah, it was, it was nothing special. I mean, when your birthday's on a Thursday, that's one of the shittiest parts about getting older is just, just what did you do for your birthday? I'm like, well, it was a Thursday. I went to work. I went to, so I fuck. Yeah, I went to fucking work. <laughs> what else could I do? <laughs> I went to work. I went home and ate and passed out like usual. In fact, it was a busier day than normal. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks on your birthday. So, yeah, it, it wasn't horrible by any means. It was like, don't get me wrong. It was a good day, but I was at work. Well, so it was work good. Happy birthday to JP. Thank you. Thank Every, you. Thank everybody you. out there, all you listeners, sippers out there, better wish JP a happy birthday. 28 years old. That back pain should kick in any day now. Oh, it will. It will. <laughs> other, uh, other than that, um, I lost my car, so I don't have a car right now. So that is why. What, we... you lost it like at the mall like a kid? <laughs> no, I broke it. I uh, okay. broke it about a month and a half ago, and now it's getting fixed, and apparently the damage was more significant than what we thought before, so it's still getting fixed, and my schedule has been all sorts of fucked up because of it. Dude, car damage is such a bitch. Oh, it is. And listeners out there, get fucking rental car insurance. You have no idea how much of a struggle this has been because I don't have a rental car. <laughs> Dude, just get... Yeah, I mean, fucking... I'm about to turn this into an ad for USAA, like yeah, a real apparently. man. Good God. <laughs> but like I rear-ended somebody two weeks ago. I don't know if I, I know I told you. I don't think I told you on the pod. And my car's like fine. Like it's not unsafe to drive. It's just bumper damage, right? The other guy didn't even have insurance. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be a bitch. I hate when that happens. But like, yeah, I got a rental car. You got to get a rental car, man. So like, did you turn it down? Were you afraid you couldn't afford no, it? No, I don't have it on my insurance. For whatever so, oh, so reason, you could pay completely out of pocket. Yes, so they, it would be oh. completely out of pocket, and I am not doing that. That is not worth it, dude. I don't blame you one bit. Can yeah. Lauren just walk to work? <laughs> no, she works further than I do. <sighs> sounds like a her problem. <laughs> well, so I got a temporary car right now. Um, my wife is is using her parents' car, and I'm using my wife's car. So oh, there you go. Everything is copacetic currently, um, but. In between all of that crazy shit between JP's birthday and me losing my car, we have a new event in the works. We couldn't talk about it last week. I posted about this last week, but... 
Let's hear it. We have a Mario Kart event coming up on Saturday, May 13th at 10 a.m. at the Hale Varsity Club in Omaha, Nebraska. Cool. Check the description. Um, we're going to put the Facebook event in there for right now um, mm-hmm. and then the link when that comes out. But, yeah, check it out. This is a collab uh, event run with uh, Seamus O'Healy, which is an uh, alcohol sponsor, Game Tea Podcast, and oh, yeah. Mustaches for Kids Charity of Omaha. All right. Yes, this is the Mario Kart Mustache Madness. Get ready to put the pedal to the metal and support a great cause. We're hosting a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Singles Tournament to benefit Mustaches for Kids Omaha. It's time to show off your racing skills and make a difference for kids in need. Why do kids need mustaches? Well, they don't. I can't grow a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you're not allowed to show up. You can't support facial hair. I'm permanent MC. We decided that at the Smash tournament. That's true. That's true. Fine. You can MC. You can have all eyes on you and have everybody hear your voice. I know that's what you want. We'll just we'll just stitch a fake mustache to your face (laughs) for the day. It'll be fine. You know what the best part about being permanent MC is? Beer just shows up in your hand. <laughs> like, you don't even have to order it. Dude, I swear to God. Like, like it's, just, <laughs> it's just there. The varsity peeps, man. They Like, that first, the Smash tournament I did, like, six course banquets. I don't know where they came from. It was like one was gone, and then another one would just appear in my other hand. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Like, I just finished a beer, and all of a sudden, there's another there's beer another in my hand. Beer. How did this happen? This it's, is some wicked cool magic. Speaking of beer, what are we drinking right now? Hell yeah, we are drinking some Goose Island Beer Co. Oktoberfest. German-style Marzen. You know, it's a little late for an Oktoberfest, but I've been drinking a lot of the shandies lately. This is a good turn of pace. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Getting ready for summer. Yeah. As one does. It's, it's never a bad thing to remember good old Oktoberfest, because those are some of the best flavors you'll have in a beer. I totally agree. I totally agree. And we've got some great options here in Omaha for this, but this Goose Island, not bad. It's great. It's delicious. And that is what we are drinking. So what are we playing? All right. So it has been an interesting few weeks in the video game realm for me because I have put video games down for a while. Hogwarts Legacy burnt me out, man. (laughs) The completionist in me couldn't let it go but the guy in me that was like we just gotta let this go wouldn't shut the fuck up (laughs) wait till i tell you about my games and now i'm at 95 percent completion and i burnt myself out so now i'm watching steven universe so you're not playing anything (laughs) okay here's where it gets interesting so tears of the kingdom comes out in three weeks i need something to hold me over so i bought two games yesterday Ooh. because I got some birthday money. Um, number one, I bought Metroid Prime Remastered for, for the Switch. Very nice. Very nice. I haven't started yet, but I'm really, really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, Zach fucking loves that game, and he'll tell you it's it's phenomenal, so I'm excited to hear your he'll opinions say that about it. any Nintendo product, though. <laughs> Nintendo, you know? Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo. You can't talk any shit on Nintendo with Zach around. Uh, whatever. Okay, the other one... Uh, we're not too far off from the drop of Jedi uh, Survivor. We aren't. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting ready for that. I'm getting ready for that, too. And I think both of those combined should hold me over until Tears of the Kingdom drops in about three weeks. Well, fingers crossed. Let's, uh, let's hope. All right. What are you playing? <laughs> 
Well, Dead Island 2. Yes. Yeah, yes. I knew it. Yes, I am on Dead Island 2. But because I didn't have a car and I had a bunch of free time alone by myself, I beat the shit out of Ghostwire Tokyo in like a week and a half. What? Yeah, no, like I 100%ed Ghostwire Tokyo in a week and a half. Dude, I haven't played that since I told you about it like two weeks ago. How was it? It was It was good. It was all right. Um, really? God damn, this game is 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 comparable to the collectibles of Donkey Kong 64 because there's like 240,000 spirits that you have to rescue within the city. Jesus Christ. And they're everywhere. Like they're on rooftops, they're just in alleyways and you just run up to them and you put them in a little paper angel thing and then you go turn them in, but you get about like 98 to 105 spirits for every cluster that you find out of that 240,000. Okay. Um, But not only that, you've got notes, you've got um, these relics that you can sell, just so many collectibles that it is daunting and annoying. Like, the overall story is six chapters long. And how much time do you put into each chapter? Like, maybe 40 minutes, if that. No shit. Like, this is a 12-hour game if you just go start to finish. But, like, all of the side stuff that it encourages you to do is what causes it to be, like, a hundred-plus-hour game. And it's just... Interesting. I feel like there could have been more. It's it's a Bethesda game, so that's why I had a lot of interest in it. And I fucking love Bethesda. The graphics were good. They were creepy. Not perfect, though. They were kind of Bethesda-y. And I didn't like the weapon system. I thought it was a little too simplified, and you only get three elements to fight. I, I just feel like they could have expanded it more. I don't know if this is a good description. It almost felt like a first-person Infamous with some of the powers and, like, the tree. The power tree especially reminded me, like, of Infamous 2. Exactly, Did you play yes. the Infamous games? Yes, I did, and that's that's what I was going to compare this to. It's like Dying Light meets Infamous. And it's interesting. It is. It is. It, it was interesting. It was fun while it lasted. It was really creepy, which I really liked. Like, the bosses and the monsters were fucking terrifying, and it's all based around, like, actual Japanese lore, which is really cool. But there just wasn't enough there. It just, it, it felt lacking. Yeah. Um, especially after coming off of, like, Hogwarts Legacy, but, you know, still open world game, and I liked it. Yeah. That pushed me perfectly into Dead Island 2, and I am having a Killer good time. I fucking, I, I fucking knew it. I knew we were going to hear about Dead Island 2 today. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, I can't speak praises enough about the damage system in this game. You will walk up to a zombie. You can see their facial features. They looked like a person once. You hit them in the head four times with a hammer. Their skin flies off their face, and it is just a skull running at you. Oh, shit. You, yeah, you can take off their arms. That's crazy good. And I love that. Yeah. No, it's so cool. Like, you damage their arm, you see a chunk taken out of their arm, and then that affects the zombie, like, later on in the fight. Like, if it tries to swing right. at you with that arm, its arm may break off. Can you use that arm as a weapon? <laughs> I wish. Uh, that would make it perfect. That, that's the only thing missing. Uh, they did the rest s- of it sounds great, though. They did seem to tone down the weapons. Like, the big thing in the original Dead Islands was virtually everything was a weapon. But yeah. the objects you can search and, like, rummage through for weapons now is very, very small in comparison. Uh, dude, okay. 
I, I think that's a trend in zombie games is like by the time the sequel comes out, they dumbed down the weapon system. Mm -hmm. Have you mm -hmm. noticed that with Dying Light 2? Yep. Did you notice that the weapons got nerfed to hell? Yep. Yep. And they like really restricted what you could do and how you could right. combine the weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Dying no. Light 1 wasn't like that at all. You no. had a lot of freedom with the weapons, what yeah. you could do. It was awesome. You could pick up a chunk of rebar off the side of the street. <laughs> and make it spit fire yeah. if you had the right materials. Like yeah. it was awesome. Oh, yeah. It was super great. Um. The last thing I want to hit on, because I have not had a ton of experience with Dead Island 2 yet, the physics of the game are incredible. Yeah. They really emphasize the elemental capacity of this game. Like, there's some water jugs that, like, are spilling out in front of you. Just touch your electric weapon to the puddle and watch every zombie fry around you. Interesting. Like, not even hitting the zombie, like... In previous zombie games, if you would hit a zombie, it electrifies it standing in water. Yeah. That electrifies the puddle. In this, you just have to touch the puddle or, like, the water itself. Yeah. And it, it like, causes a chain reaction. And they have this with acid, with gas canisters. I think there's some liquid nitrogen canisters in this game, too. You know what's great about this game is I want to play it, but I don't want to pay full price. But I know it's going to be on sale in, like, two months. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I... Highly recommend this game. I don't think this will make it to Game of the Year docket. It's it's Dead Island. You know, Deep Silver has has made good zombie games, but they're just that, your typical zombie game. I mean, dude, this is a stellar year for gaming already. It like, is. you have to really stand out if you want to make it on the 2023 docket for anything. Like, holy shit, I played Hogwarts. I played Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm playing Dead Island 2. I'm going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. Skywalker, uh, not Skywalker, uh, Star Wars uh, Star Jedi Wars Survivor. Jedi That's gonna, Survivor. It's going to get some shit. We got stuff coming out towards the second half of the year. Like, it's a big year for gaming. Holy shit, I can't believe how big of a year it is for gaming. But, yeah. In, in so many words, that's that's what I'm playing. Speaking of being a big year for gaming, we totally forgot to tell people what we're fucking talking about today. Oh, yeah, we did forget about that itinerary, but we can stick the itinerary right here after game releases. Oh, you dog. All right, what are we talking about today? All right, today on the podcast, we are talking about GTA 6's potential announcement, Call of Duty Destroys Gaming again, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom pre-order prizes, and as always, we will end the episode with some quick takes and game releases. All right, so it sounds like most of these articles are mine today. Are you okay with being the question bitch? I can be the question bitch. Well, good for you. Good. All right. So first things first, we're talking a little bit about Rockstar Games and how they might be announcing GTA 6 here on May 17th. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so this is coming to us straight from gsmarena.com. The name is just Jordan. Jordan. The, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. All right. According to several claims from the gaming industry, the GTA series might be getting its next installment soon. GTA 6 is under development, and reports are Take-Two, the parent company of Rockstar Games, will officially announce the new game during its investors' call on May 17th. Hip-Hop Gamer recently tweeted an incoherent string of sentences accompanied by a photo with the Take-Two CEO, Strauss Zelnick. He also said Grand Theft Auto 6 will be a forever moment to remember. Ooh. And we can only assume he will be a part of the game or at least has spicy info to get gamers going. All right. So there's a lot of questions that I have on the top of my head. It... it <laughs> 
GTA 5. Uh, we've talked about this before. Think about when GTA 5 was announced, Star. Now, do you know the date off the top of your head? Or, you know what? Fuck oh, the date. Can you give me a year? It had to have been like 2011. No. For GTA 5? You're close. I would, yeah, about 2009, 2010, maybe? 2013. Okay, okay. I thought that's when it released, but. Here's the thing, though. As you get old, like, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Have you ever been like, oh, 2008? That was like four years ago. Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, 2008 was 15 years ago, and 2013 was 10 years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> if that didn't put it in perspective, let's put it this way. GTA 6 is just as old as Mario Kart 8. When it, Mario Kart 8 dropped on the Wii U, these games are only like a year away from each other in age. On the Wii U, not the Switch. On the Wii U. <laughs> so GTA 5 is old, and it's only natural that we start talking about GTA 6. So... One of my first questions is simply this. Did we not already know that the game was coming out? Oh, we did. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, we've, on several past episodes of this podcast before, read articles about them having to push off Bully. Right. Um, any new it's, Rockstar games are getting pushed off because of this game. And, and it's that really was funny two you, years ago. It's really funny you mentioned Bully, too, actually, because there is a little snippet that we've got of Bully to talk about. This oh, whole is shit. there? Yeah, actually. Not news for Bully for anybody that I just got excited, oh. but pissed off people. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Grand Theft Auto. I don't... We've talked about Grand Theft Auto like a handful of times on this podcast, right? It doesn't come up su super often. No. And yet Grand Theft Auto is a game that like defines the gamer experience. We've all at one point played a Grand Theft Auto game. We all love Grand Theft Auto. We're all excited for it. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking more about why is Grand Theft Auto so important to gaming? What do you think <laughs> about that? That is an interesting conversation. That is not at all where I thought this was going, but I'm here for it. Well, here's the thing. With GTA 6, what do we have? All we've got is a fucking release date. Yeah. I think the real question we need to be asking ourselves is why is the studio that created Red Dead Redemption? Why is the studio that created Bully solely focusing on the Grand Theft Auto series? What makes it so special? Well, I mean, Grand Theft Auto has been a staple growing up. Like, yeah. there were... Of all of the video games, no matter what your knowledge was on video games, it would be right. like, oh, you know Mario. Oh, you've heard of Sonic. You know of GTA. Better keep your kids away from it. Right. And, like, that's that's where GTA has always been. And that's really interesting. That's an interesting part of the lore of Grand Theft Auto, too, as well, right? The fact that it has been a game tabooed by so many households like that's bound to arouse some interest like what the fuck is going on with this game right yeah i mean plain and simple it was a, a concept that was like give players freedom to do whatever they want whether it be snort and blow or beating hookers yeah or you know finding the dildo sword in the police station and beating some cops with it yeah and like that is that is what has solidified gta in gaming history i believe is just because no other game developed that sort of concept of freedom before gta there were a few games that were starting to get there, but none of them had, like, a modernized feel. Like, 
Okay, let's start off with this. What was the first ever GTA game you ever played? San Andreas. Yeah, me too. Yeah. San Andreas, man. What a great starting off point. That was with Dildo Sword and the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I've never actually owned a GTA before GTA 5, though. Growing up, obviously, my parents wouldn't let me have GTA. Like, that would be the one game that I couldn't slide past them and be like, oh, no, it's totally fine. It's not what you're reading about. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's worse. It's <laughs> no, we hear about this game on the news. We know what GTA is. So I'd go over Damn to my news. friends. Yeah, <laughs> stupid fucking news ruining my gaming. But yeah, so I'd go over to friends' houses who actually had the game, and I always found it riveting and exciting because you could do whatever you wanted. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my first time playing Grand Theft Auto was also San Andreas. I had the opposite experience with my parents, though. My dad brought it home one day, and I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> my dad, like, it was when I just got the Xbox 360. And my my dad was fascinated with the Xbox 360, right? Because, like, he'd been moderately, like, ah, video games are cool. But, like, this was when he was like, holy shit, this is getting awesome. Like, look at these <laughs> graphics. So he just walked into a fucking GameStop. I wasn't even with him. He just went in alone. And I was like, hey, I need just five just weird fucking games that you got. And he just came home with like a stack of games that he paid $14 for. Nice. And one of them was San Andreas. He didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, lucked out there. I didn't even play it for like six months after we bought it because I didn't know what it was either, dude. Think of the, how old the 360 was is now. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty old system. I think I got that when I was like eleven or something. Dude, that's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know what I, I had only been playing Nintendo games at that point. <laughs> didn't know you could steal cars. <laughs> oh sweet golly gosh. Oh sweet mercy Mary. Mom, I'm doing drugs now. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, go buy some drugs. Mom, I'm into drugs now. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What were we talking about? Where Why Grand Theft Auto is important. Oh, yeah. All right. You hit the nail on the head with something, right? Grand Theft Auto is accredited as one of the games that really popularized open worlds. It didn't create open worlds. No. But it did make it extraordinarily popular to more like, you know, gamers that weren't used to just having all of this freedom at their fingertips to do whatever the fuck they want to say fuck you to the main story and just steal a car, beat the shit out of people. Like what game lets you do that? Yeah, at exactly. The time? Like GTA is one of those and has always been one of those games that you can play this for 40 hours and not accomplish anything. Oh, yeah. Like you can just run out in the street and just run around all day if you want and not do any missions, not get any cash. Right. And you're still playing the game. That is how the game is meant to be played. It's 100% true. So you don't even mean to do the main missions. You're just wandering around and happen to find it. You're yeah, like, oh, and then it shit. just starts and you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't Guess need to I'm do doing that. this for the next 20 minutes. And then <laughs> I get to go back to beating the fuck out of people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it GTA has solidified itself in history. And it is a big part, whether you like GTA or support it or not, it is crucial to gaming history now keep in mind that one of the things about the original grand theft autos is it was not created in america right it was created in the uk yeah so it was the uk take on american culture which i think is even fucking funnier yeah because let me tell you one thing that they did really right right and another reason why grand theft auto was so popular grand theft auto unironically kind of does a good job of representing what the music and art scene is kind of like in America at the time. Yeah, it but, does. 
Like, if you ever turn on the car radio while you're cruising around, like, they've got some fucking... Not in the remakes. Not in the remakes. You got me there. Because they didn't update those music licenses. No, but it's like, I remember when I was playing Grand Theft Auto with my buddy, uh, the newest one, GTA V. Okay. And a little Frank Ocean popped on the radio. He was huh. like, oh, shit. <laughs> got Frank Ocean? Like, I didn't even know who he was. I'm like, I'm just excited you're excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another reason why it's it's so important for gamers. But this this article doesn't seem like it can stay happy-go-lucky forever. And you got me there. You got me there. Because here's the problem with Grand Theft Auto V. And it's, it's only a problem for us, by the way. Rockstar's living it the fuck up. But for us, Rockstar's got two other extraordinarily popular gaming franchises, right? What are they? They are Red Dead Redemption and Bully. Exactly, Bully. And it's funny about Bully because we haven't even gotten an installment in the Bully franchise. We we got one remaster <laughs> for the same console. Like it, it they launched... pulled they pulled a uh, Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, Bully One launched on the PlayStation Two, Xbox original, and like 360, and then like a couple years later, they made the Scholarship Edition, right, which was available for the same consoles. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, hearing news of GTA 6, although mostly it's people rejoicing, like, oh, fucking finally, right? Because we've been playing GTA 5 for 10 years. Yeah, a decade. (laughs) (laughs) A literal decade. Um, Bully, like, people have been begging for Bully 2 for a long time now, but honestly, I'm going to shift the sights over to Red Dead Redemption 3. Okay. Right? Because Red Dead Redemption 2, that's been out for five years. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like. I thought it was out last, but <laughs> it has been five years. No, Red. You know how I know because God of War came out in 2018. God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two were fighting tooth and nail uh, at the Game Awards. Right, right, right. That is true. And that was almost five years ago. Damn. So people naturally are asking, where the fuck is Red Dead Redemption Three? Like, where are all these other franchises? Like, yeah, you're going to give me more missions with Grand Theft Auto 6, new characters. But ultimately, it's just about beating the fuck out of people. I can do that with any of the Grand Theft Autos. Yeah, maybe you add, like, a a tactical striker plane that I can drive or something like that. But ultimately, it's the same GTA time and time again. All right. So here, I'm going to propose a question to you, and I think it's going to be a tough question. Would you rather... Okay, yeah, intrigued? I am, I am intrigued. Would you rather push off GTA 6 coming out for another five years or get Bully 2 and Red Dead Redemption 2 in five years instead? I mean, obviously, I I would go with the Bully 2 and Red Dead 3 uh, in five years because, like, that just makes the most sense. I mean... What if I what if I raise the stakes a little bit? Let's say what would you rather have GTA six in two years, or would you rather have guaranteed bully bully two and Red Dead Redemption three in three years, but GTA six wouldn't come out? Uh, definitely the bully two and, and Red Dead. Bully two. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's been it's way too long. Like, yes, technically Red Dead Redemption was Rockstar's last release. Yeah. But they've reported GTA Five since then, and we haven't seen a new bully ever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just you know, don't put all of your eggs into one side of the basket. Like, 
spread them out. Just so you know, Grand Theft Auto V is the second best-selling video game of all time. Well, that's because they keep re-releasing it. <laughs> you got me there. But, <laughs> you can hype up sales all day long if you keep re-releasing your fucking 10-year-old oh, game. Okay, fine. Y- you've got me there. <laughs> but to be fair, Red Dead Redemption 2 is like seventh on the list. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, okay, Bully is never going to make it on this list. No, but... it's way too old at this point. But the point is, can you just fucking allocate? It's Rockstar. You've got the money, baby. Yeah. Split, allocate some resources. Split your, your devs and, like, make the best teams. But, like, Bethesda's come across this problem, too, right. between Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And you know what they do? They alternate releases. The same. <laughs> it's like, not that fucking hard. Rockstar, just fucking alternate your releases. I wonder, uh, Bully 2, I get, because maybe they don't think the ROI is going to be amazing on Bully 2. And I mean, that one, especially in today's society, is going to be really difficult to pull off because of all of the anti-bully campaigns. Obviously, like, good for all of these anti-bullying campaigns that exist, but because of where we are at now as a society and, like, what we know in the context of bullying it's going to be really difficult to pull off a game that's specifically about bullying. As a counterpoint, did you know that bully is one of the first times in gaming history where you can see a male-on-male kiss? It is, yes. Yes, so, there, was, there was a specific achievement um, called, like, uh, Diversive Amour or something like that that's kiss 25 kiss ev- girls and kiss 25 boys. Yes, kiss everyone. Basically, just become a fucking man whore. Yeah, I mean... I was a completionist, so I definitely got those achievements. Oh, yeah, I got it, too. I mean, it, it, that's that's why I Bully's get what so you're cool. I get what you're saying. Bully, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. And, like, if you do actually play the bully game, you come to find out that it is not bully. Like, you are not a school bully, necessarily. Right. You are standing up for yourself. You are standing up for the unheard. Like, you side with the nerds as the first as you your, do. like, first group. The nerds and then the jocks and then yep. the cool... I don't remember. Right? Yeah, it's and, been a while since and I you played. Like, but you, unite the school. It was such a cool game. It was a damn good game. It really fucking was. So, in conclusion, uh, Rockstar, they're working on GTA 6, and we get it, right? GTA is a very definitive game for gamer culture, right? Represents the music and art scene well. It, it just signifies what open-world games are all about, right? unironically talks about American culture. But on the other hand, we get it. Just, you know, it's like after the allure goes away of like, oh, this looks really good. Like you're just left with another beating your wife simulator. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's all it is. God damn. I mean, Rockstar needs some new original ideas. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. They, they do need new IPs. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But hey. We might find out about GTA 6, allegedly, on May, what was it? 17th. 17th. At a stakeholders meeting. You know, with the fuckheads that don't actually give two shits about video games. Yeah, are, is the public even allowed to watch that? To, to my knowledge, no. Because it's like, an, it's like it's, I think it's supposed to be a private event with just shareholders. So then why are they hyping up a potential game announcement for... For a game that's technically been announced, by the way. Yes, for a game that has been announced, but the public can't even watch the announcement. I don't fucking know, because it's Grand Theft Auto. What the fuck is Rockstar doing? I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You want to move on? Let's do it. 
All right, the next article. Uh, new Call of Duty game announced, but it's not what you think it is. Oh? Ooh. Going straight to the article from comicbook.com, written by Christian Hoffer. So thank you very much, Christian. A new Call of Duty game is coming to the tabletop. Ooh. Ooh. Today, Arcane Wonders announced that it would publish Call of Duty The Board Game, a new tabletop version of the popular first-person shooter franchise. Players of COD The Board Game will battle against each other in intense, fast-paced sessions set on various maps from Call of Duty from oh. the games. Yeah, yeah. The game will use miniature or uh, the game will use miniatures of various soldiers and weapons from Call of Duty, although other gameplay details are being kept under wraps for now. A Kickstarter for COD the board game will launch this fall with a planned release in 2024. Why, All right. Why does this game need a Kickstarter? Exactly! That was one of my <laughs> first questions. What? Fucking act this is such an Activision move. To be like, yeah, can we get a Kickstarter kit? Aren't you one of the most profitable gaming companies ever? Like, no, no. No, no, no. Make the public fund it. Didn't, if the public really wants it, they'll fund it. God damn it. What? Yeah, that's bullshit. That is some bullshit right there. Okay. It's dumb. Here's the point. Call of Duty is making a fucking tabletop game. That's kind of cool. It's, it is kind of cool. Should be coming sometime in 2024. We don't have a ton of details yet. Um, my first question, what the fuck did we do to make God mad? <laughs> <laughs> who hurt Who hurt you? Why are we feeling an unholy wrath? <laughs> okay, seriously. First, Im first impressions upon hearing this, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think it'll be fun? Because uh, just to keep in mind, listeners, Zara and I have got experience with tabletop games. Oh, yeah. Not a lot. No, no, not, not a ton of tabletop experience. D&D, Warhammer. D&D, Warhammer. Um, and we have kind of played some of those other tabletops. Um, Occasionally we deviate. I, I think this tabletop is going to be pretty much your standard video game to tabletop adaptation without any really cool quirks like it's gonna be a standard tabletop i would think well that's the thing though is how many video game to tabletops have we seen because warhammer was tabletop to video game right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. warhammer was tabletop to video game there's um, been some dnd games but again tabletop to video game how many times have we seen the opposite happen do you know of any other instances um well i know the mighty morphin power rangers had a tabletop um, I'm just not going to count that. <laughs> if you're okay with that, <laughs> no, that's I, cool with you. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm trying. I'm really trying to think of uh, video game adaptations. Uh, there was an Alice in Wonderland one. Um, there I've was an seen... Alice in Wonderland tabletop. Yes, yes. It's just get called... the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's just called Wonderland. It's really cool. I don't think it has anything to do with any video game related Alice, but it's it's close. Um, also, I'm not counting that because that went from fairy tale to movie. Two video game, two tabletop. So that's <laughs> we're playing checkers at that point, bro. Well, I know Halo has has a tabletop. Do they? Okay, that, yes. that would be an instance. Of... Well, because it's Halo Wars, but it's Halo Wars tabletop. That counts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does it count? I think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a it's tabletop, out there. but it is a video game of a tabletop, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that count? I suppose. I'm gonna count it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't fine. have any <laughs> other example. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Okay. So we've got some examples. Uh, was it any good? I am um, not really. I mean, it was <laughs> a little convoluted, to be honest with you. Shit, that's not good. Yeah, no. And I mean, what are they going to do for a COD tabletop that's 
going to be anything like substantial to the tabletop world. Well, that's just the fucking thing is like, honestly, it just sounds like if you take like the multiplayer of Call of Duty out of it, the equation, all you've got is a game about war. Yeah. Yeah. So really, like the tabletop would just be like. I don't know two sides right like us fighting someone and you roll some dice make some moves and you win or you lose yeah yeah it uh, what I are mean, they gonna do to mix that up you know I, I don't think there's really anything they can do i mean i really think that this tabletop is just gonna be a namesake alone like you really love the call of duty franchise so you're gonna buy the call of duty tabletop because it's like 10 other tabletops out there that's just the thing is i don't know any more of a vid- of a gamer that's more of a sadist than those who play World of Warcraft or those who play Call of Duty. Absolutely. Maybe those who play Dark Souls. Probably those who play Dark Souls. (laughs) Let's be real. But people who play Call of Duty don't even like Call of Duties. No, (laughs) like it's just a grind for everybody. Yeah, so it's just, okay. So whether or not it's going to be good is questionable. Let's move on to a question I really want to hear from you. Three, uh, let's talk about maps, right? Because something that the article is promising us is that the board is going to have some of the maps that we know that we love that we played all the way from modern warfare all the way up to when you stopped liking cod for me (laughs) it was about modern warfare 3 yeah maybe black ops 3 i i liked black ops 2 and i think that was the last one i got into Mm. um because it was world at war modern warfare 2 black ops black ops 2 yeah well, here's what's interesting, too, is like Activision is doing this. So those Treyarch COD games, are those even on the table for getting like those maps? I would imagine not. Oh, shit. Because those are two. I mean, they're two separate companies right. under one umbrella, but they don't often intermingle with each other. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, like I think the most iconic Call of Duty game was Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. I mean, and we've uh, talked about that before. Like, that's... yeah, and we have. So, I think anything, any maps you do from that is going to be a hit. Um, Black Ops had some really iconic maps as well um, for multiplayer. Like, I don't know, fucking Carnival or whatever. That's the only one I remember. Carnival was good. Um, Nuke Town. Nuke Town was World at War. I think. was that World at War. Or maybe no, that one was Black Ops. But that uh, Nuke Town was a Treyarch map. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, not Damn Activision. It. Fuck. Yep, yep. No, because I was thinking about Nuketown because I was like, oh, they have to have Nuketown. That's like the most known COD map in existence. Oh, but... uh, uh, buddy, we've got Rust. Oh, yes, Rust. And what about Shipment or like Shipping like, Container? I like Shipment. Shipment was good. Yeah. yeah. I liked High Rise. Not Nobody nobody liked High Rise. Yeah, nobody talked about High Rise. What was Terminal? Was that the one at the airport? Yeah. I yeah. liked that one a lot. Nobody... That one was good because there were no like bullshit hiding spots i i felt the back of the airplane maybe but that's pretty easy to get somebody out of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was very even footing ground i'm just they could do a lot here i'm the more i talk about it, the more i'm kind of intrigued call me johnny bravo baby because i'm sickened but curious <laughs> i'm horrified yet aroused yes. <laughs> okay 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 here's another question what this is not confirmed. This is just speculation. What if they added in a zombies alternate? Again, they couldn't do that because that's Treyarch. But but eventually, didn't the Activision games include zombies? Maybe. I mean, I haven't kept up with COD in forever. <laughs> um, I swear at some point they did. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, it might be a little difficult to, like, 
flip the entire script of this game, though, to zombies. Hmm. I mean, I suppose what you could do is you could roll die against yourself, like, for the zombies. I Maybe. But I've never like, made a tabletop before. Yeah, no, and I don't, I just don't see how this is going to be anything good, unique, or anything other than just... I know. A board game with COD slapped on it. And I'm going to be real. I don't know why I'm fighting so hard to be like, no, man, maybe it'll be good. Like, I don't give two shits. Maybe it'll be good. I don't care. All right. In fact, speaking of that, let's get into this point. So what what reservations do we have that this game will be any good? Right. In other words, what have we seen from Call of Duty in the last, like, 15 years that makes us think this fucking tabletop is going to be just awful? I'll give you one of mine. COD has literally been the poster child for the last decade for lazy annual game releases. Yep. You can, every Christmas you can count on like new Madden, new sports games and new COD. Yep. And nobody has said anything good about a COD game in literally like eight years. Nope. Like I'm not even, when was the last time anyone said, Hey man, have you played the new COD? Was really good. Yeah. Not since high school. That's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. I mean, you bringing up a lot of good points with this. Like, is it going to be anything unique? Is it going to be good? Are they going to just copy and paste some other board right. game's rules? Especially, like, if you're trying... Uh, tabletop players are intense, man. Like, Yeah. Because you can create some really crazy fun worlds and games at a tabletop. Absolutely. I mean... I, I know this is where the conversation is going. I don't necessarily think this board game will be bad, but I, w- I do think it will be lazy. And I do think it won't be unique. There's not going to be anything like right. super drawing to someone who's not necessarily a COD fan, but a big fan of tabletops. <sighs> and Yeah. Because like they're just pandering to people who are fans of their series. That's it. With the games, though, and that's actually where I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate, right? Because it's like, okay, we're ma- nobody can deny we're making some damn good points, right? <laughs> and if you uh, and if you are denying that, hit me up on Twitter so I can shut you down. Leave but, us a comment. <laughs> Game T Podcast X Poke on Twitter. On, poke me on Facebook. <laughs> but anyway, will uh, that's the question at hand, though? Is okay. So you've got COD, the video game, right? So are those Dorito eaten? Mountain Dew drinking, chubby 12-year-old kid's going to be interested in a tabletop game? Well, let's fucking hope so. It gets them offline. I mean, that's a good point. (laughs) They can't play COD if they're playing this tabletop. But honestly, the answer is probably not. Probably not, no. So, uh, in my opinion, like, isn't that kind of our way of maybe taking back COD a little bit? I suppose. Like, if they do something that's actually off the wall and fun. And look, I'm not just talking out of my ass when I say that potentially this could be good. I want to take a moment to talk about Arcane Wonders. Okay. Okay. So Arcane Wonders, they're the, uh, I I almost said studio. They're the company that is currently working with Activision to build this board to the tabletop, right? Okay. Now, Arcane Wonders does not fuck around, right? So I went straight to their website, just to the about page. I want to, because you've probably never heard of them, and I never did either. I mean, I feel like I have. Let's see if I know anything they've made. Okay. So since 2012, Arcane Wonders has released many award-winning games, including the best-selling Mage Wars Arena and Mage Wars Academy, 
the renowned 2015 Origins Award-winning bluffing game Sheriff of Nottingham, and UK Expo 2016 Best Abstract winner Onitama. Huh. I feel like I heard that metal game before. Uh, Arcane Wonders also publishes the Dice Tower Essentials line of games in partnership with noted reviewer Tom Vasil of the Dice Tower. Okay, so I am not huge into tabletops, but here's the point. Like, these guys are legit. Arcane Wonders is actually a pretty legit tabletop studio, right? Yeah, like they have experience under their belts. Exactly, and not just experience. They've actually made some, like, really well-received tabletop games, albeit none I've heard of or you've heard of, but I don't play a lot of tabletops. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a niche thing for me. I mean, because you have to have a group of people that want to play with you. Right. So, I don't know, maybe not all hope's lost, right? Because... If Activision was going on this adventure on their own, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're going to shit the bed and then they're going to lay in it and roll around. Right. (laughs) But having Arcane Wonders behind them, like they've got to recognize that this is the exact conversation most people are having about the tabletop game. Right. That's going to be generic. That's not going to be fun. Well, maybe they're going to fucking do something about that. I hope so. You know, I mean, if, if they don't, then, yeah, it will be lost to the test of time. And I, the only reservation I have at the end of this article is still just a little pinging notion of Activision is partnering with a prestigious board game developer, but they still need to kickstart this. Oh, the Kickstarter was just them being douchebags. Yeah, they no, don't, no, no. They don't need the fucking help. Yeah, no, and but I mean, that still just doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me that they're going to make a quality product because if people don't fund the Kickstarter, then that's not any incentive for them to do anything cool or unique. They should have linked this, actually. I'm going to fact check and see how much money they've got on the Kickstarter. Let's fact checker. Call of duty. Table. Top. Kickstarter. All right, let's see. The fact checker. Ah, you know what it is? The Kickstarter campaign's not open yet. Oh. It's opening in summer, they say. Ah, okay. Interesting. I still think it's dirty. I I do, too. I I don't think this is right. Something about that just doesn't sit right with me, but this is another one of those things where we'll have to see what happens in the future. Damn right. Maybe it will be good. I kind of hope it is, and I don't even know why. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm rooting for I mean, Call of Duty here. Well, you love seeing a new tabletop. Something Do I? <laughs> like, I, don't... I do. I love seeing a new tabletop that I may or may not ever play or buy. <laughs> the thing is just like, even if this comes out, I'm probably not going to get it. It's just the lore. It's, it's the lore. <laughs> it's new. It's interesting. It's something that Activision hasn't done yet. I, that's all fair. All right. Are you ready to move on and talk about a little Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Let's go. All right. We are less than a month away, right, from Tears of the Kingdom dropping. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that we each have our own opinions about pre-orders and pre-order bonuses, right? Do you still pre-order shit? Occasionally. Um, What'll get you through the doors to pre-order something? Like, what kind of bonus? What do people have to do? If I have the money at the time. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. I don't look at pre-order bonuses anymore because pretty much any pre-order bonus you get, you can download a month later if you buy a fresh copy of the game. 100%. Um, and yeah, other than that, it's just not worth it. Okay. So I, first of all, I totally agree. Pre-ordering something nowadays is risky because of how many games are coming out unfinished. 
Now, that being said, I mean, everybody's eyes, literally everybody who's kind of into video games, their eyes are on Tears of the Kingdom, right? Absolutely. It's following up one of the most highly critically acclaimed games that's ever been made. Yep. That jump-started the Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo knows they can't fuck this up. Absolutable. And especially because the game is $70 fucking dollars. Yeah, this is the very first, like, $70 Switch game, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. literally the very first one. And is it going to be worth it? Are the pre-order bonuses going to be worth it? Well, that's what I want to talk about right now. So what we're going to do is I want to talk about some ways that you can get your hands on Tears of the Kingdom, maybe save yourself a little bit of fucking money, things you can do. How's that sound? Ooh, this sounds like you, you're going to be very beneficial to a lot of people out there. I think so, too. But let's start off with the least lucrative way to buy Tears of the Kingdom, right? Now, as you know, did you know about the Tears of the Kingdom collector's edition box? I didn't, but I was I was sure that something like that would exist. So there was a, uh, there was a collector's box, right, that was announced and that... Best Buy, GameStop, Target, Walmart, all of them started, you know, pushing like, oh, buy this, buy this. And of course, the scalpers picked them up like that. Naturally. Yep. If you want like the full Tears of the Kingdom experience, you can look for this collector's edition, right? The collector's edition comes with a really fancy black box, right? That the game comes in. You get the game, but then you get an alternate steelbook. Huh. You look like the kind of guy that likes steelbooks. I do like steelbooks. You steel like books. the steelbooks? Yeah, I do. I do. I've literally owned one steelbook in my entire life. It was for Halo 2. Oh, nice. Do you own one. that one? I don't own that no? one. Halo 2 is not one that I picked up on my own. Mm. I, I do own a, a steelbook for uh, Dead Rising 2, though. Oh, that's pretty cool. And Lost Planet, even though I hate that fucking game. <laughs> Why the fuck? I do you have the steelbook? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I How'd honest... you come across? Was that a Goodwill find? No. Like, this was back in my childhood. I just went to GameStop, and I, like, bought this collector's edition of Lost Planet, and I remember playing it one time and was like, this, this is fucking sucks. stupid, <laughs> and I never touched it again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you also get a pin set if you're into pins, which I do like pins. I know I you like, like pins. pins. I don't like pins that much. Um, you get a poster, one of kind poster, one of a kind, quote unquote, and art book. Now, I actually like a good art book. Um, I had an art book that came with my uh, Link's Awakening, the remake for Switch. Fucking stellar, actually. Like, that is a great uh, thing to get in a collector's edition. The collector's edition is $130. Now, if you're a true Zelda fan, this might be what you fucking want. But to you, sir or madame... What I would say is good fucking luck. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't buying this. Unless you want to pay the exuberant scalper prices, my friend. You are not finding this product. Nope, nope, not for that price. And miraculously, if you do, hold on to that thing forever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It. Scalp it yourself. All right, so that was the least lucrative way to get yourself Tears of the Kingdom. I want to start going on the myriad of ways that you can actually save yourself some fucking money buying this game. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to pay $70 for fucking Nintendo games yet. Not yet. All right. Let's talk about Nintendo's game vouchers. Do you remember these things? You did mention those uh, back when Peaches was on. And if you remember, I was not speaking too highly of the vouchers. You were not (laughs) at all. Because it's my opinion that spending $100 now 
to get two games worth 60 bucks each. You save yourself $20, right? But the idea is you're supposed to stockpile some of these vouchers so that you can get games when you want them. And to me, it's just not that lucrative when most of these games should not be 60 fucking dollars in the first place, let alone 70. Yeah, no, wholly agree there. God fucking. It, Once the Switch's technology gets better once we see that switch to that switch pro then maybe i'll be more inclined to pay 70 dollars for a new title not now mm. not with the switch's capabilities currently all right so i'm gonna let you in on some super ultra secrets are you ready for this dish it all right if you are a costco member you can get a hundred dollars worth of nintendo points or nintendo dollars for 80 dollars Ooh. So let's say you bought that pack, right? And then you put all $100 that you only paid $80 for on your Nintendo Switch. And you used them to buy two game vouchers, right? Mm -hmm. Well, first you got the $20 worth of savings because you bought them from Costco. If you bought Tears of the Kingdom with one of those, you just saved another 20 bucks. Hey. And then you could get yourself one more $60 game. And you just saved yourself $50. Hey, that is, now that is some crazy math in your favor, listeners. I'm only good at math when it involves shit like this, by the way. <laughs> only when it involves saving money. On video games. On video games. On video games. Only on, video games. Honestly, like sometimes I'm kind of like just, ah, fuck money. Like, I'll pay double is, price for food. What does that cost? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why not? But video games? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm a connoisseur. I am an Xbox Game Pass member, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be throwing your shady deals at me. I scuff at you. Also, I know this is digressing a little bit. Um, could you imagine if, like, everybody who signs up for Xbox Game Pass should get a, reward, a membership card? I want a membership it, it card. It wouldn't do anything, but it's just like, well, Okay, on that side note, this is really funny because uh, there are, like, monthly giveaways for Xbox that you can use your Microsoft war rewards points for. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. either pay f uh, for Game Pass Ultimate with those Microsoft rewards, or you can dump all of your points into giveaways that you may or may not actually win interesting and most of those giveaways are stuff like that um, okay yeah yeah all right so if you want to be just fucking you're just a big tears of the kingdom fan sure try and find the 130 collector's edition you want to save a little bit of goddamn money i'm not gonna lie even if you don't want have a costco membership just buying the game vouchers like you'll still save 30 bucks right because you'll get tears of the kingdom for $20 off because the way I'm doing it is like, okay, if you pay a hundred dollars for a voucher, each one of those vouchers are like worth 50 bucks. Right? So it's like, okay, if you use that on tears, of the kingdom, that's like, you're saving 20 bucks. If you use the other one on a $60 game, you're saving 10 bucks. So even without the Costco thing, you'd still be saving $30. So I'm going back on what I said about the game vouchers. If this is how you use them, they can save you money. You can use these game vouchers strategically. You can. Just use them very carefully. Otherwise, you will lose a lot of money. And then, of course, we've got pre-order bo bonuses, right? Mm -hmm. The elusive, elusive pre-order bonus. Mm -hmm. Enticing gamers to waste their money on subpar games for how long? How longs are since games existed? <laughs> God damn it. Probably Pong. There was probably like a <laughs> the collector's a platinum edition. gold joystick. Yo, that would be Pong. okay, but that would be a sick prize. Yeah, it would. Most of the prizes are not sick. It really would be super cool. All right. So let's talk about uh, some of the, bi the big ones, right? Okay. GameStop. 
If you pre-order from GameStop, you get a limited edition wooden plaque. Plaque? Plaque? Why did I say plaque? Plaque. It's plaque. Plaque, thank it's, you. It's not plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I wish. I, I paid $70 just if, for that. Yeah, if they ship me <laughs> a replica of Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, I would pay $200 for Tears of the Kingdom. Can you put the Ed, Ed, and Eddie theme song right here? I probably can't. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how great would that be? Fine, fine. All right, so if you're into those physical collectibles, right, uh, the wooden plaque, I'm not going to lie, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Best Buy. You get a collector's print of the key art for the game. So you don't get like a full art book like you would for the collector's edition. You'd get like a little like pamphlet, I think. Well, this this sounds like a collector's metal print. So like this is going to be the cover art on sheet metal. And usually those look really, really cool. I'm actually kind of excited about the collector's print. Okay. And then if you go to Walmart, this is the only other one known right now. A black wall scroll of the Master Sword. Like the decaying Master Sword mm-hmm. with the, uh, what's that flower called? Something of the Princess? Oh, yes. Uh, it's like Silent Princess or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. GameStop, wooden plaque. Uh, Best Buy, print of the key art for the game. And Walmart, Black Wall Scroll. So this is like a fat head of the Master Sword. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) I I like Best Buy. On a Black Wall Scroll, though. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds cool, but I think I'd rather have that collector's print. Dude, I don't know. That wooden plaque actually does sound kind of tight. But at the (laughs) same time, I'd have to support Best Buy. Yeah. Or not Best Buy, GameStop. GameStop. I love Best Buy. Yeah, no, Best Buy is where the collector's print comes from. GameStop is the wooden plaque. Ah, GameStop, why? All right, so there you go. For everyone that's excited for Tears of the Kingdom, it's time to consider how we're all going to be playing the game in early May, right? And now you've got ways to save money. You've got the collector's edition that you're never going to own, so shut up. And you've got three different locations with great pre-order bonuses. Don't say I didn't do anything for you. Shop smartly, listeners. And with that said, I think it is time to move on to Quick Takes. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, this first one, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay, this first one actually made me mad. This comes to us from esports.net. Goku and Smash Bros. Is he ever coming? Probably not. No, <laughs> no considering they're done making characters. It's, a, it's an opinion piece by Jordan Ashley. And you know what, Jordan? I respectfully disagree. Goku is not ever coming to Smash. <laughs> For a multitude of reasons. But I respect... Your tenacity to stick to your hopes. I I guess. I mean, for what it's worth, I didn't think I'd actually get Sora. <laughs> and then I got Sora. You were the one who suggested Goku and Smash. Because I didn't think Sora was plausible. <laughs> I seriously, I genuinely thought it would be easier to get Goku in this fucking game than Sora. You know why? Because Sora's attached to Disney. And I guess... Akira Toriyama is a much more reasonable man than anybody who works at Disney. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Oh, it's sad to not see Goku in this game, though. So there's a couple of quotes I want to go over. Goku Smash Bros would be fun, but Smash is a celebration of gaming. While characters cross over into other mediums, they're all primarily gaming characters. Goku has appeared across a lot of games, like yearly Dragon Ball releases. He might even appear in another esports title if we get a Fighter Z 2, which, by the way, is a lot of fucking fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate that quote because it's like, 
what the fuck do you mean? Goku's been in, like, dozens of games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Goku's been in so many games. And this motherfucker is just like, yeah, sure, Goku's appeared across a lot of games with yearly Dragon Ball releases. Do you know how long Dragon Ball's been a franchise? A long fucking time. I mean, you could just start from Budokai and go to four. And then there's Budokai Tenkaichi. That goes to four. And then there's uh, the Fighters games, right? Xenoverse, Kakarot. There's a lot of fucking Dragon Ball games. Yeah, there's mobiles. There's just random small games for like Goku is a video game character. I can kind of understand the author's reservations with the notion that Goku is an anime star first Mm -hmm. and a video game character as an afterthought. It's I, I don't know. It's just, if you ask me the reason why Goku shouldn't be in smash isn't because he's not iconic or because his games wouldn't fit in. I just think he wouldn't fit in. No, no, I, I, absolutely do not think Goku could necessarily add anything to the Nintendo roster. Also, and I know this is the first point we should have brought up, um, they're not introducing more characters. No, no, we're done. We're, we're done. done. <laughs> like, There's Smash, no more. Smash Ultimate is now complete after Sora. We'll see what happens when the next Smash game comes out, because they're like, oh, there won't be another Smash game. Well, like, uh, dude, no, there's going to be another Smash The game. director of the Smash series himself is done. Until he needs more money. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I personally don't think we're ever going to stop seeing Smash, at least different adaptations. Um, but as the, far as Goku making it into a future Smash title, it's never going to happen. He's just happen, not a Nintendo character. He's not Nintendo friendly. It's not that he's n- not Nintendo friendly, but like I said, he just doesn't add anything to the Nintendo package that isn't already there. And that's the thing about Sora, because besides... Like, right now, if you look at the Smash roster, Goku, or Sora is definitely the odd man out, right? Like, I think Sora is by far the weirdest addition. No, you disagree? I would say Joker. Joker or even Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about Steve. Steve is now banned across multitudes of competitive competitions for Smash. That's because uh, it sounds like a skill issue for these Smash players. Like, <laughs> che- Steve is a cheesy motherfucker. I don't care. You should learn how to fight against him, maybe. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I'm sorry, Smash fans. It's just no Goku. It's never happening. Sorry. All right, next, next quick take. And I told you specifically not to open this up. I was not allowed to touch this. Okay, here's the title. Xbox Game Pass losing award-winning game next month. I want you to tell me what you think that game is. Hmm. And now, uh, come on. What do you got? What do you got? Get Xbox Game Pass loses award-winning game next month. That's how they framed this article. Crash Team Racing? No. <laughs> well, I know it could be. I know I'm not giving you anything to work on, so it could literally be anything. But yeah. it's <laughs> it could literally be anything. Are you ready for this? What is it? Tetris Effect Connected. They made a whole article as a goodbye to Tetris Effect Connected. I'm. I have so many questions here. Why is Tetris leaving the Xbox? Why does what? Xbox yeah. care that Tetris is leaving? Okay, so Tetris Effect Connected. Why is this award winning? Okay, I actually looked this up because I had the same question. It's not just Tetris. It's Tetris with music. Oh. And when you place blocks, the beat changes in the music and different scenery gets added. It's actually 
fucking sick. No, this and I say like an that Xbox Live game. I say that unironically. It's actually really cool. That's because it was. It's an old game. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like it came out for the Xbox Arcade when that was a thing. But nonetheless, it's just baffling to me that you created this whole sappy goodbye article for Tetris Effect Connected. Yeah, I made it sound like they lost a major exclusive to PlayStation or something. Right. But they're no, just Tetris. losing Tetris. <laughs> Got my, you got Ooh. me all jimmied for nothing. They're all, oh man, are you all jimmied? I'm all jimmied over Shit. here. All right. Well, to unjimmy yourself, how do you feel about doing the game releases or do you want me to take them? I can take the game releases. All righty. On April 27th, we have Arc Runner for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. We have Live Alive for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. Mail time for the PC, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. Omega Strikers for the PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and Mobile. The Last Case of Benedict Fox for the Xbox Series and PC. Tin Can for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. And finally, our last game on April 27th is Unwording for the PC. Now, moving away to April 28th, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor (laughs) for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. And that is our last game of April. Our first game of May on the 1st is Arto for the PC. Then City of Beats for the PC. Ethereal Echoes of Yore for the PC, Monster Tribe for the PC, Rice for the PC, The Witch of Fern Island for the PC, and finally on May 1st, World Turtles for the PC. And now we've got two games on May 2nd, Redfall for the PC and Xbox Series. And finally on May 2nd, our last game is Snow Gunners, not Snow Runners. Snow Gunners. For the PC. No, that's Show Gunners. Oh, it is Show Gunners. It's not Boo. Snow. It's Show Gunners. Not to be associated with Snow Runners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hype up one upcoming game. What do you think? Jedi Survivor Redfall, I would have to say. And I mean, I'm going to lean towards Jedi Survivor because Redfall is like a a brand new IP title that may hit or miss. That's true. All right. So Jedi Fallen Order was uh, it was stellar. The story was good. It was great seeing like just Star Wars lore is just always so good. Do you have you ever noticed that Star Wars is so fantastic when it's not a movie? Yeah, absolutely. And even then, the movies are good, just not like the actual line. Like, Rogue One was fucking amazing. Rogue One was super cool. I actually did like um, Solo. Solo was good. I liked Solo. Yeah. And all the other spinoffs, like, I fucking like that. The the TV shows, right? Kenobi, fucking good. Mm-hmm. I love Kenobi. Mandalorian. Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. And now the video games, which I'll admit have at worst been subpar. 2005 and earlier, Star Wars games were shit. But then Battlefront came out Hold on. and turned it all around. When did Knights of the Old Republic come out? Mm, oh, that one may have been like 2004. I swear it's a little older, but don't you talk shit. No, no, no. And anything after <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic and Battlefront, fire. Oh, Battlefront Aside so from the like fucking good. one offbeat Boba Fett game and like some other stupid. I mean, um, The Force Unleashed was a bit of a struggle too. 
but for the most okay, part... Okay, fine, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. For the most part, modern Star Wars video games have been so fire. Yeah, Fallen Order was genuinely like, okay, the control's a little iffy, but that's literally my only complaint. Like, the rest of the game was great. Uh, Jedi Survivor is going to look fantastic. It's going to play fantastic. I can't wait to see what happens with Cal Kestis. You should be excited about this one. And honestly, Game of the Year contender, probably not. But it's probably going to be up for a few things at the end of the year. Oh, man, we have so many good games coming out this year that are... are Dude, 2023 it's Game be Awards. A fucking battle. That's the Game Awards. I can't wait. I cannot wait either. All right, my man. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. It's been one hell of a day. Are you ready to get out of here? Let's go. If that's the case, then thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Don't forget Mario Kart Mustache Madness 4. It's going to be at the Hale Varsity Club on May 13th. Sign up, check the description. And you just got your game tea. Bye. A Heard at Sports Network production.